0: On this episode of RevHang, Ben and I talk about the Indy GMR Grand Prix in the Indy 500 qualifying sessions. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to RevHang. I'm Nathan, and alongside me across the airwaves is my good friend and co-host, Ben Bagley. How you doing, Ben? Oh, I'm doing pretty okay. Uh, I've
1: been working day shift this week. And uh, we're doing this at a little bit different time, so I'm glad we were able to find a time that matched up for both of us, at least a little bit.
0: Yeah, this is probably the only time this week. (laughs) Uh, But I actually just got a new job today, so hopefully uh, our times might match up a little bit more in the future, but we'll see.
1: Oh, very (laughs) nice. Are you the new Ferrari strategist?
0: Uh, No, even better. I am uh, an inventory control supervisor at a baseball hat company. Ooh, there you go. Always like jobs with supervisor in the name. Yeah, it's my first one. I've never been a supervisor of anything, so I guess uh, everybody needs to prepare to get supervised. Uh, I'm excited for it. It'll be definitely a good thing to have on my resume. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right. But this is a racing podcast. Let's stay on topic somewhat. We have one race to go over, as opposed to the two that we were expecting, and that is the IndyCar GMR Grand Prix. Uh, the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix for Formula One was canceled this week due to severe flooding in the area. Very scary stuff. They we were definitely right to cancel the race. It's pretty crazy right there, we're out there right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always forget that areas other than like the valley that we live in uh flood around the world
0: yeah yeah we get some floods here but nothing like that in recent time at least yeah uh so our thoughts and prayers go out to the people affected in emilia romagna and the surrounding areas hopefully things get a little better pretty quickly yep all right the indycar gmr grand prix Let's go over qualifying real quick. Shocker, shocker, on pole position for the first pole position of his career was Christian Lundgaard. Absolute flying lap.
1: Yeah, we can say that without any sarcasm. We legitimately, like, I just didn't really see this coming. Granted, we just started watching IndyCar last year.
0: Yes. At least I did. But but, uh, Lundgaard started driving an IndyCar just last year. Uh So for him to be on pole position already, yeah. Yeah, last year was his first season. Huh. Great. Um he came came over from Formula Two after he was unable to make it to Formula One. Uh you gotta see an Indy car, and he's been absolutely killing it. Um he had a really good end of the season last year and he's had a pretty good start to the season this year and in this race and even in qualifying for the Indy five hundred, which we'll go over in a little bit, uh he's been he's been doing really well. Love so, to see it. So um yeah, really cool to see I love it when F two drivers uh well i don't want to say i love it when they get rejected but i love it when um they see that their path is not going to include formula one and then they come over to indycar and do super well yeah and have (laughs) just kind of of a big screw you to that system Yeah, yeah it's awesome so really cool to see him nice great young driver he'll be in the sport for a long time i'm sure and if he's already putting up performances like this i'm sure he will be winning races in the future as well Um, so that's pole position. Second place was Felix Rosenquist, who's also been in great form this, uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, followed by Alex Pelot and Jack Harvey in Pato Award to round off the top five. Jack Harvey in P4. (laughs) What is going on in this qualifying? It was crazy. (laughs) Crazy things. Kyle Kirkwood, P6. Marcus Erickson, 7th. Ray Hall, 8th. Scott Dixon, 9th. Alexander Rossi, 10th. 11 through 15 was Armstrong, Power, Newgarden, Herda, and De Francesco. 16 through 20 is McLaughlin, uh, V.K. Grosjean, Pagano, and Malukas. 21 through 25 is Daly, Stingray, Rob, Peterson, Ilot, and Canapino. And 26 and 27 running off the field were Castro Nevis and Ferrucci. Uh, pretty close qualifying too, with the last qualifying time being only 1.2 seconds behind pole position, which really is not that much.
1: Yeah, from yeah, especially first on... to last. Oh, good.
0: I was just saying, from first to last in a field of 27 cars, being separated by 1.2 seconds is pretty crazy. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, especially where you have that big long straight to uh, really extend times out if you, you have a, a good corner, good strategy.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Alright, moving into the race, Christian Lugar got a great start at the green flag, holding off Polo to, to maintain the lead, um, but at the end of the first lap, Polo was able to take the lead back, coming out of the last corner on lap two, Stingray Robin, David Malukas came together, ending both of their races. Unfortunately, Grosjean got caught up in the incident as well and went to the back of the pack after running wide onto the grass. On lap 7, Will Power also got caught up in an incident and was spun around by a Kyle Kirkwood, so he went to the back of the pack. Lungard battled with Pillow for the first half of the race, swapping the leads several times. Uh, Award and Rossi quickly made their way through the pack as both cars were on optimal strategies. McLaren was on it this race, absolutely on point, uh, firing on all cylinders. Um, And then Lugard was not on the correct strategy, unfortunately, for him, and he slowly dropped to fourth place with just a few laps to go as his tires went off. Uh, that was kind of most of the highlights for the race, so it ended on the podium. We had Polo, Oward, and Rossi. Fourth and fifth were Lundgaard and Rosenqvist. Six through ten was Dixon, Newgarden, Ericsson, Herda, and Rahal. 11 through 15 were Grosjean, Power, VK, Kirkwood, and Armstrong. 16 through 20 were McLaughlin, De Francesco, Ilot, Daly, and Harvey. 21 through 25 were Canapino, Castroneves, Ferrucci, Peterson, and Pagino. And then, actually, Pagino was a DNF. Uh, so, 24th, Adrian, uh, Benjamin Peterson was the last finisher. Um, Pagino DNF'd. With a mechanical failure, uh, and then David and Lucas and Stringray, Stingray Rob got into an accident.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty clean race.
0: It was a pretty clean race. Not the most exciting race we've had in IndyCar so far this season, but it definitely wasn't boring. There was kind of stuff going on all over the place.
1: Yeah, at least the racing's fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I like the Indy the the road track at Indianapolis. It's a it's a cool track. Um not a lot of elevation change, but just uh having that oval like the a quarter of the indie oval be a part of the circuit is pretty neat.
1: Yeah, it's a good mix of the really high speed stuff and uh a little bit more of the technical. So it gives a chance for cool passes in the turns, but it also gives teams a chance to stretch their legs and make some cool passes uh, if they need to on the streets, kinda like an F1.
0: Absolutely. So this race, a few of the talking points we have here. All three McLarens had a great performance, finishing second, third, and fifth. Um, Pretty crazy. Uh, Rosenquist, like I said, has been in great form considering where he's kind of come from. Rossi had a great race, uh, just a great weekend through and through, which is good to see from him. I think he's really enjoying being in this McLaren team. Um, He seems to be getting what he wants out of his team now. And uh, I'm sure he'll start to win races as time goes on as well. Um, Christian Lugard had the absolute weekend of his career uh, with the pole position. He was on the news in his home country of Denmark. Um, it was just kind of great to see from the young guy. He's uh, kind of breaking out of his shell and showing uh, he's got a lot of talent.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was, now that you said he's in seconds year, I, I remember now. Uh, Because he won Rookie of the Year last year, didn't he?
0: I believe so. Don't quote me on that, but I think so, yeah. Yeah, so of course I remember after
1: we were done talking about him. But yeah, super cool to see him doing so well so early, and uh, that it's also not just a one-off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's been kind of top 10 most of the time, it seems like. Uh, Even when he gets bad qualifying, he moves up. So... Good to see from him. I'm sure he'll be a name to watch in the future years.
1: Yeah, another Um, name that I was watching that I noticed didn't do so well was uh, Grosjean, all the way down to
0: 11th. Well, yeah, he had a poor qualifying. I think, what did he end up qualifying? He uh, started in 18th, and he was spun around. Well, he wasn't spun around, but he got involved in in that lap 2 incident at the beginning of the race and went to the back of the pack right um so i would say he actually drove a really good race considering he went to the back uh, and was able to make it back up to 11th um but yeah he's been kind of off the last couple weeks and even in indy qualifying indy 500 qualifying uh he's not really been there no and that's he's not
1: kind of what we were talking about earlier is at least in ovals uh, earlier in the season we were really expecting great things from him and then of course during the uh the texas gp he actually did do pretty well in the oval
0: he did yeah so, i don't think he qualified super well but he ended up like in fifth at the end of the race until he had that incident Yep. Yeah. and crashed um but hopefully he can make up spots in the indy 500 uh from where, he, where he's at right now i forget exactly where he qualified but um Really cool thing about the Indy 500 is it's such a strategic race that you can pretty much win from anywhere on the grid. Yeah. Um, qualifying up towards the front will make your life a lot easier. But, you know, with how cautions come out and, you know, one one caution can change up the race completely depending oh, on sure. how strategies are playing out. And I know that seems like a pretty obvious statement, but you can really win from anywhere in the 500 because it's such a long race.
1: Yeah. Yeah, things can really so, compound. It's kind of like a uh, an IMSA race where you just have so many laps and so much time on the track that even, yeah, I mean, it's not to the point where you can have you know mechanical failure and get back out and win, but uh, a few mistakes yeah. here and there don't mean the end of the race, uh, and a super clean race might not mean you win because somebody might just be on a slightly better strategy or have a slightly better setup than you.
0: Exactly, it's almost a mini endurance race. It's uh pretty cool. I like watch, watching the 500. I'm really excited for next week. Um, but yeah, in addition, uh, Power had a great comeback drive too. He was spun out just a few laps after Grosjean and made it back to 12th, right behind Grosjean. Uh, so both drivers had a pretty good comeback race. Stingray Rob is having problems this season. He has crashed a lot,
1: <laughs> had yes. a lot
0: of DNFs and uh i don't know what's going on but if he wants to keep his seat in indycar he needs to figure out what's going on really quickly
1: yeah there are a lot of indy lights drivers who are waiting for that seat and uh yeah i'm gonna assume that dale Coyne racing isn't super super excited that he crashed out their other driver during yeah. the race either
0: yeah not ideal from him for sure uh, you don't want to take out your teammate. If you're going to take anybody out, don't let it be your teammate. And that's what he did. He broke the golden rule in racing. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't remember of any of his other positions if he's had any like really standout ones. Because uh, I, I was know. cutting him some slack because of his name. Start yeah, right. Off. <laughs> but I, I can't remember if he's actually been able to put anything together that amounted to something significant.
0: Not really. If he's finished, he's been, I think, last, and then he's DNF'd a lot. But to be fair, in this race, actually, we're kind of, like, bagging on him a little bit. It was actually more Malukas's fault, the incident. Yeah. Uh. So I guess Malukas more broke the golden rule in racing, which obviously isn't great for him, but I think his job is way more secure than Stingray Rob's at the moment. Oh, for sure, yeah.
1: And it's so, not like you or I would be able to hop into an IndyCar and be anywhere fast as Stingray Rob. Uh, no.
0: But we're, you know, we can still critique a little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> we can be armchair racing experts. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah so that's kind of all we got for this week in terms of the uh gmr grand prix let's go through these standings in indycar real quick because some stuff has shaken up uh, our new championship leader is alex Pelot at 174 points followed by padua ward and marcus erickson uh fourth and fifth are rojan and mclaughlin six through ten is Newgarden, dixon power Lundgaard, and kirkwood 11 through 15 is Rossi, Herta, Rosenqvist, Ilot, and Rahal. 16 through 20 is Malukas, Armstrong, V.K. Canapino, and Castro Neves. 21 through 25 is Harvey, Ferrucci, Pagano, Daly, and De Francesco. Uh, 26 is Stingray, Rob, Peterson. Uh, 26 through 30, Stingray, Rob, Peterson, Carpenter, Sato, and Catherine Leger, who will take place. her, her, her first race will be the indy 500 and i think only race this season well um maybe depending on if she has a uh, backup
1: car available
0: oh yes i forgot yeah she did get into an accident in practice eight that just took place uh a few hours ago as we're recording this yeah um also uh of note who was it um are who she crashed with? Stefan Yeah, Stefan Wilson, who I don't think is in the standings currently. Yeah. No, they're um, both uh,
1: one-off drivers for...
0: Right. I know right? Wilson was... He was on the grid last year, but he isn't this year. He's just doing the 500. Unfortunately, he will not be doing the 500, as he was part of that incident with Catherine Leger in practice eight. He was taken to the medical facilities and evaluated, and he broke... He fractured his... Um, 12th thoracic vertebrae and is uh he was pulled from the 500 so he will not be competing unfortunately uh, yeah very sad
1: that, that was a high speed crash and you it could was see, scary you could see the picture of the front of his car where you could see like the the composite honeycomb of the tub itself just slushed yeah. in and fractured just crazy pretty wild
0: yeah coming out of turn four that's a pretty high speed uh High speed part of the track. I mean, all of it is high speed, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's crashes are not good at the, uh, Indy oval. It's it's always scary, but they have the, tech pro barriers there, um, or no, the safer barriers. Sorry. Yeah. Um, which are pretty much you know the top of the line in terms yeah. of uh, barriers, especially I mean, for oval racing. Yeah, they did their job. Did their job. Unfortunately, he still got injured, but that's just, it's a dangerous sport, and that's what happens sometimes. Um, So, sorry to Stefan Wilson for that, Uh, but hopefully he will be back next season for the 500. That would be awesome to see. Yeah, in terms of the standings for the championship, uh, it's still pretty close at the top. I'd say you kind of want to be in the top... There's a lot of the season left. Uh, so I'd say everyone down to Will Power still has a shot um, at the title because a lot can happen. But really, the top three are the ones who are still very much in it. But obviously, the Indy 500 is going to shake everything up. So uh, a lot is riding on the Indy 500 for a lot of these drivers, especially in the top 10. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: between the top 12, there is a difference of. How many points is that?
0: Fifty-one points or fifty-seven 60... points? Sixty. I can't math right now. I think sixty-seven. Sixty-seven.
1: Yeah, I uh, dropped a decimal. Yeah. But that's yeah. Gotcha. That's not bad,
0: and especially between like horrible. fourth, fifth,
1: and sixth. That's a point spread of six or right. seven. Man, I'm bad at math too. Yeah, uh,
0: it's been a long day. I'm gonna
1: yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> stop. But needless to say, it's it's really close, which is really cool.
0: It's very close, and there are over 100 points up for grabs uh, in the Indy 500. Uh, the winner, I believe, gets 104. I, I guess don't quote me on that, but I, I, it's over 100 for sure. Um, yeah. So-, so there could definitely be a huge swing if, if one of the leaders gets a DNF and uh, someone from the back wins. Um, There's a lot that could happen as a result of this next race, so it'll be interesting to see where the championship lies after that. Um, but I would say if anyone of the top three, if either one of the top three drivers, Palau, Award, or Ericsson win the race, they are going to be become much harder to catch as the season goes on. Yeah. Which
1: is really cool because they, I mean, they were close, but they weren't in the conversation towards the end of last year for winning. It was pretty much between Newgarden and Power. Yep. Pretty much. So to see a completely different lineup right now from what we saw last season, is was pretty cool.
0: That's, yeah, one of the things I like about IndyCar so much is, uh, every season's different and different drivers will shine, uh, every season. So, um, I'm just happy Pedro Award's up there and competing. He's my favorite. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, all right. Overtake of the Week. I gave it to Alex Rossi on Christian Lingard on lap 75 of the GMR Grand Prix. Uh, there weren't too many standout overtakes. Um, there was also uh, there were a couple of races at Laguna Seca that I watched parts of, but I couldn't remember the names of the people who made some pretty cool overtakes. Uh, but there was a Mazda Cup, a uh, Miata Cup race that was that's always fun to watch, like really slow cars just absolutely sending it all the time. Um, and then there was also a sports car race, uh, IMSA, I believe. So. Lots of racing this weekend, but this next upcoming weekend is probably the most viewed uh, weekend in racing between Monaco and the Indy 500. Um, It's definitely up there in terms of uh, viewership and (laughs) legendary status. Um, Yeah. Monaco Yeah, Monaco and the 500 are usually on the same day every year. At least they have been since I've been following motorsports on Memorial Day weekend. I should say. Yep, yeah, there we go. Um Yep, yeah, I kinda think this is the beginning of summer. That's this is my marking point usually.
1: Yeah, I went on <laughs> my first long bike ride this past weekend, so it is officially summertime.
0: Nice. But,
1: yeah, are you it's gonna, been very you, hot. Would you say you're more excited for the Indy five hundred or Monaco? Uh
0: I'm more excited for the five hundred I'd say. Yeah, me too more it seems like more is riding on it um monica is gonna be monica like it always is yeah as as much as i hate to say it monica is a lot of fun to watch especially qualifying but that's uh monica is a great time to catch up on some z's if, if you need to <laughs> <laughs> you and i have been doing uh, that a lot recently during races yeah we need to get off these street tracks we need to get onto some real circuits uh, i saw a thing on uh, instagram this week that since Imola was canceled 5 of the first 6 races this season have been street circuits.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel that.
0: Uh so we've got Spain and Catalonia Barcelona coming up after Monaco and I am very much looking forward to that cuz they uh, they changed the the layout so they got rid of the chicane. You're getting, I'm hoping that.
1: That seems to be a, a, a trend over the past couple of years is getting rid of all the chicanes.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it makes uh, the racing a little better. I know everybody hates that chicane. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's basically just the MotoGP track now that they're driving on. Uh, so um, we'll see how that goes. I'm very excited for that. But that is a couple weeks away. Uh, we've got Monaco to look forward to. We'll talk about our predictions for that in a moment. But for now, let's go through qualifying for the Indy 500. On pole position... With an average speed of 234.2 miles per hour. Uh, Well, 217. i got to be exact because it was so close. It was so close. Uh, On pole position was Alex Pillow. 234.217. And if you don't know how qualifying works in the 500, uh, they take an average of your fastest four laps on any given run. You get... uh, Well, of your four laps. You get four laps per run. And um, they average your speed... Uh, throughout those four laps and that is your uh, not time but that's your speed and then the fastest speed um, gets pole position it's kind of weird because it is essentially timed uh, but I mean because of its average speed the time also correlates so speed a- anyway is a function of time, yeah. weird math things um, but they do it by speed in the 500 unlike anywhere else Second place with uh, a shocking performance absolute absolutely great performance from Rena's vk uh going two hundred and thirty four point two one one miles per hour uh great to see him up there you never see him in the top three so it's uh well you you he used to win races it's been a couple of years yeah um good to see him at the top again yeah
1: the difference in speed was three thousandths of a second
0: yeah Pretty, pretty wild. Um, all right. Third place was uh, finishing row one was Felix Rosenfist with a speed of 234.114 miles per hour. Uh, so the first row were all in the 234s, they were the only ones in the 234s, and they were separated by about a tenth of a mile per hour on average across the top three, which is wild. That's pretty nuts. Um, So, let's go to row two. In fourth place was Santino Ferrucci, a guy you never see at the front. Big shakeups, uh, so. like we say. Absolutely. Good to see him doing well on the oval. Uh, his speed was 233.798. Padua Ward is fifth, 233.158. Scott Dixon, sixth, 233.151. Very close between Ward and Dixon. Um, And then... Lots of uh, low 233s, high 232s going down for the rest of the pack. Uh, 7 was Alexander Rossi, 8, Takuma Sato, 9, Tony Kanon, row 4, Marcus Erickson, Benjamin Peterson, and Will Power in 10th, 11th, 12th.
1: Benjamin Peterson, I think he set the uh, fastest time for a rookie at the end of 500,
0: didn't he? I believe so, yeah, I think I saw something about that. Different. also one thing to note is Alex Pillow's pole position speed is the fastest in Indy 500 history
1: yes and I think the gap is the shortest between him and Rina BK in terms of speed in history
0: yeah I think so but the, the speed record was approached several times by Felix Rosenquist throughout the the, the weekend that man was absolutely flying um, there were several stages of qualifying and I think Rosenquist won the first two uh, unfortunately, he did not get full position in the third and final, which is the one that mattered the most for him. Um, but he's still top three. First row, uh, he'll be on the outside. Uh, I'm sure he can still make some good stuff happen from there. Uh, row five was Ed Carpenter, Scott McLaughlin, and Kyle Kirkwood. I believe this will be Ed Carpenter's last 500. I think I read that somewhere. This is also Tony Canon, his last 500. He's starting ninth. Um, he's had a really good weekend. He hasn't been in the uh, in the on the grid this this year. He hasn't been on the grid for like uh, non 500 races in quite a few years, but he's been doing the 500 recently. Uh, but this will be his last season doing that. Uh, row six is Connor Daly, Joseph Newgarden, and Ryan hunter Ray. hunter Ray back on the grid after a couple years out, I believe. Row seven is Grosjean, Castro Neves, and Herda. Row 8 is Pagino, Malukas, and Marco Andretti. Row 9 is Stefan Wilson, who will not actually be taking part. I don't know if they're going to let uh, some others, some of the dropouts in. I'm not sure how they're going to handle that. Um, but uh, So the other two in row 9 are Devlin DeFrancesco and Augustine Canapino. Row 10 is Callum Eilat, RC Anderson, and Catherine Leger. Row 11 is Christian Lundgaard, Stingray Rob, and Jack Harvey. Um, So Christian Lundgaard barely squeaking in. I thought he had a good qualifying, like I said earlier, but apparently not. Yeah, um, what were we, Cal- where were we seeing that? I don't know. Maybe it was in practice he was doing really well, and then he just maybe had a bad <laughs> qualifying.
1: Maybe. Clearly we're we're all over the place tonight, so...
0: Yeah, there's been eight practice sessions so forgive us for getting a couple things confused <laughs> yeah you can see video of us just bags under our eyes yeah that's been a long day um but all right we'll see what happens there unfortunately graham ray hall uh, drops out of qualifying he will not be taking part in the race unless he uh, replaces stefan wilson we will see what happens with that all right our predictions to round off the episode ben let's go over our prediction for the gmr grand prix last week um pole position went to christian Lundgaard. what did you say i had Roman Grosjean. it's fair enough i had and Herta. Um, yeah we uh we really missed on not, this one didn't we yeah not not great there <laughs> no uh, but that's okay the podium uh, was Pelot, Award, and Rossi. What did you have, Ben? I had Grosjean, Newgarden, and Dixon. I had Herta, Grosjean, and Ericsson. So, we, absolute, we don't usually miss this bad on IndyCar. <laughs> absolute shots in the dark. Yep. Uh, however, winning pit stops was three. I did have three. You did have three, so you got that one. And I had two, so I was wrong. So, I didn't get anything right this week. And predictions, uh, we obviously don't have any prediction uh, completion for the uh, Emilia Romagna Grand Prix since that was cancelled, uh, but we did want to get an episode in just so we can put our predictions in for this coming week with the Monaco and Indi- Monaco Grand Prix and Indy 500. So let's start with the Indy 500. Who do you have? Uh, normally we would have a full position oh, prediction, oh, but oh, we did it's not. Pillow. I bet it's going to be Polo. I bet it's, yeah. We both said Polo, so I'll yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that point. <laughs> Uh, we are recording this for everybody on, uh, is it Sunday or Monday? It's Monday night now. Yep. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> is that. Uh, so qualifying was uh, this whole last weekend, and it's already happened. So we do not have pole position predictions officially, uh, but we're both going to say we said polo just because yep. why not? Can't prove it. Boom. Got them right. Well, they can't because they have the spreadsheets on the website. Uh, revhang.com if you're curious you're so well equipped <laughs> um all right podium predictions for the indy 500 what do you have ben i am bullish on polo uh
1: so i'm gonna <laughs> see him in pole and i'm gonna keep him there i've got lingard on podium uh okay yeah
0: <laughs> Like we said, <laughs> you can win from anywhere. Yep. <laughs> even late. even almost last. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I have last year's winner, Ericsson. Uh, also gotcha. Also fair on pole. Fair enough. Ericsson did qualify pretty well, I believe. Where is he at? He's starting 10th on row four. So, yeah, he's definitely got a shot. Yeah. Um, I have Felix Rosenfist, Uh, after seeing qualifying. I think he's got a really good shot. He was very consistently fast. Uh, I've also got Marcus Erickson, last year's winner, because he was also very fast throughout all of practice. He just, I guess, didn't have a, the greatest of qualifyings. And then I have Tony Kanan, kind of a dark horse, uh, but he was very quick this week, considering he's just now getting back into the IndyCar. Uh, he's with McLaren, very solid team right now. Um, so Tony Kanan is what I have as my third place. He's got tons of experience running 500s, so I would not be surprised if he was up there. Winning pit stops, uh, what did you put, Ben? Uh, six. That, that's a, six. That's my shot in the dark. Yeah, my shot in the dark is seven, so we'll see. we we'll probably get to be like 14. Years, yeah. yeah, we'll see. All right, moving on to the Formula One Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, tell me your top five predictions, Ben. It's
1: not super exciting. But I've got Perez, Verstappen, signs Alonzo, and Leclerc in the top five, and my dark horse is Stroll.
0: Okay. I have Alonzo, Perez, Verstappen, Leclerc, and Hamilton in my top five, with my dark horse is the uh, Reason being, I have Alonzo ahead of the two Red Bulls because... Aston Martin has said their strength tends to be in the lower speed corners, and Red Bull says their strength is in the high speed corners. So I think if Alonso's going to win one, now's his shot. (laughs) Um, We'll see. But Perez is the king of the street circuits. That's why I have him ahead of Verstappen in second. Um, And then Leclerc Hamilton, who knows? Leclerc will not be on the podium because of the Monaco curse yeah uh and hamilton will be top five because hamilton things <laughs>
1: <laughs> consistency
0: right. is key right <laughs> fastest slap what's your prediction ben
1: uh, i've got Verstappen for, for that
0: okay i have perez and then driver of the day i have perez and i have alonzo okay so that uh kind of rounds off the predictions for this coming week i'm very excited for this weekend um definitely one of the greatest weekends in racing every year uh very much looking forward to it it's gonna be a long day <laughs> the greatest spectacle in racing absolutely that is the indy 500 all right ben do you have any words of wisdom for us this wonderful week
1: yes always use protection i realized this more than ever when uh riding my motorcycle uh last weekend's uh I thought it was going to be, you know, a a nice, you know, 200, 250 mile ride, uh, to the, from the city to the coast, you know, dirt roads, a little bit of highway, lots of scenery, stuff like that, uh, ended up being 400 miles going from, uh, essentially Portland to almost Astoria, which is (laughs) the Western tip of Oregon. I went to some fish and chips shack with a whole bunch of other riders. I had no idea where I was going. I was just kind of following along as part of uh, an adventure riding event put on by one of the shops in Portland. And uh, yeah, I was really glad that I thought ahead and I brought you know adequate wind protection, adequate cold protection. Uh, we had some guys go down who were riding around on the gravel roads. Uh, and I bet they're glad they're wearing helmets and all kitted out with our coats and such and CE armor. So, yeah, my my words of wisdom are always where the appropriate amount of protection when you're riding, not just for crashing, but for the elements as well.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Ben. It's always important to use protection. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a like or a rating on the platform. You listen, Don, it really helps us out. If you want to see updated standings for IndyCar and F1 or a calendar of upcoming races from all sorts of different series, check out our website, RevHang.com. If you have a question about racing or about us, hit us up on Twitter using hashtag RevHangPodcast, and we may feature your question on the next show. You can follow Ben on Instagram at BenjiMeetsWorld and myself at 2N underscore squared. We'll be back in a week to talk about the Formula One Monaco Grand Prix and the Indy 500, the greatest spectacle in racing. But until then, I have been Nathan.
1: And I've been Ben.
0: Thanks for hanging out, guys. Go to sleep now. Yes.